Sport Matt up. Hiya, Matt. Hello, Jim. Matt, you knob. Also, I'll just call you knob. I don't know. We've got a cross line. <laughs> yeah, that's Joe Martin. We're on a podcast with Aggers. We're just about to start. Thank you to our three sponsors for supporting our podcast. John Russell's Art Caterers and Milltown Pies, who offer fantastic catering services. Alexander Grace Law, who provide modern and client-led legal services. And SBE Furnishings, who offer high-quality furnishings and electrical items at fantastic prices. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Housecast. As I've no doubt you're aware, if you've logged in and you're listening to us, this is the Lower House Cricket Club podcast, where we have some real characters on and we chat to them and just talk about funny stories and their times either at Low House or elsewhere. This evening's guest is our one and only Phil Agate, lad who's played at the club for a lot of years, a real character, plenty of stories about him and just a genuine lovely lad. Agus, how are you doing? Good, thanks, Jez. How are you? Evening, chaps. Uh, we've got you on video, Aggers. So we, you know, I'm just looking. You're so laid back. It's fantastic. You're almost horizontal. And Jez is. So Jez is literally yeah, laid yeah. back. Yeah. You know, we've obviously got some hosts on who are helping helping me out with uh, with this podcast. So Aggers, we'll go through the hosts and I'll come back to you. I think you've you know you mentioned off air you're a little bit disappointed that one of your good mates is not coming on and co-hosting this with you. But I'll come back to you about that and, and let me know what your thoughts are of why your mate's not on. So, Joe Martin. Hello, Joe. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Good. Good. Change your plan this time. I'm not going to ask you what you've been up to, what you're oh, doing. So many different messages in <laughs> saying that the people switch off as soon as you, you come on with that. So, <laughs> a slight change of plan. Joe Martin, what have you had for your tea? Uh, I made a I made a seafood risotto tonight in the West End room. <laughs> Not quite no, at home, but yeah, no, I did a yeah seafood risotto for everybody. Oh, that sounds good. Right, we'll move on. Our other host, a fantastic lad, helps us out no end. Joe Beneducci, how's it going, Joe? Good, thank you, Joe. Yeah, that's good. That's Don't good. I've had for my tea. Yeah, it's, you uh, can do pasta. <laughs> pasta pizza. <laughs> I've had a prawn stir fry. Oh, nice. Well, you've been well fishy, haven't you, you two? Mm. Well fishy. Just a one tea. Just a one tea tonight, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had a pudding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got a, we've got another person coming on. In, I might think. Be, might be an ambush, dear. No, no, not at all. We, we, we all are. Uh, he'll be joining. <laughs> Feels like this is your life. (laughs) You've not seen him for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's that lad in that wheelchair from Colm. (laughs) Five minutes in and it's been mentioned. (laughs) Come on, Joe, they come. You know what? Who is it? It's Gary. Gary Morehouse. He's just connecting to audio. I don't think I've seen Gary for 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) So we talked about um, someone's coming into the room. Have, has any of you heard of this uh, this Zoom bombing? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah. 
What's your what's your understanding of it, Luke? It's where people uninvited guests uh, yeah. join a, a Zoom call. That's right. And disrupt disrupt it using various means. Yeah, generally, listen to this, Joe Martin. Are you ready? Don't fall off your chair. I'm ready. The video on yourself having sex and just jump into someone's Zoom chat. Wow, amazing! I'll have to I'll have to look out for that. I don't mean well, a anyway, some ki- I don't mean a some kind of like voyeur. I mean, you know, in case it happens in my meetings. I heard a good one today on radio. It was saying pupils who were using Zoom for online learning are changing their names to reconnecting. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Good that. Good that. Yeah. yeah, they've done well. So, Haggers, you've said earlier you're a little bit nervous about this. What's, um, what's your concerns? I, I don't want to let the side down, Jess. You know, listen, listen to all okay. these podcasts so far. It's been a it's been a good standard, hasn't it? So, you know, they've, they've set an hour bar previous guests. So, I don't I don't want to let anybody down. We'll give it a go. I don't think we'll sure be breaking any records. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's some uh, there's some stories we can talk about, and I'm sure you won't let us down at all, Haggers. So let's just um, let's just introduce another host. We haven't seen him for a few weeks. We, we've got the young Gary Morehouse like, dialed in. How are you going, Gaz? Hey, good evening, everyone. You all right? Yeah, we're Gary. very well, thank you. Excellent. All right, Gary. All right, Agus, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? All right. Still got your shade of autumn fox going on, I see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot browner nowadays. Excellent. Reese Woodworth, Reese I've been for years saying I was dying it brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Oh, no, no. It's just... You know, it's just naturally changed. As they've matured, the air colour has matured as well, I think. So. But it's gone from light ginger to ginger to dark ginger. It were, well, it were awesome fox at one time, weren't it? So, yeah. <laughs> awesome fox. Awesome fox. Well, anyway, so we'll go, uh, we'll, we'll move on in the podcast. Welcome, guys. We've just gone through the introductions. Got Agus on. What a great character he is. Uh, so that. looking forward to getting out uh, some stories from him. And what he's been up to, and uh, you know, and I think I've got to say, Adam will 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 confirm this. But Agnes has probably had, we've had the most contact from people asking questions or wanting some queries uh, uh, clarified or asking questions of Agnes. So so it should be interesting. So Phil, we'll have to be really careful. I don't call you Chris because I've known your dad for a long time. So we'll uh, we'll continue with Phil and with Agnes. Just. Just in brief, just give us a bit of a, a resume of how you started playing cricket and, you know, you coming down to the cricket club, what you were up to and what you were going on. Uh, started playing jazz at, at junior school, really, because, as you'll know, and probably a lot of a lot of other people know, there were no... My dad were a footballer. You know, my dad played local league football for, you know, 30 years. So there were no there were no cricket players in in my family. Uh, on, on my mum's side of the family, my uncle, he, he was a big cricket fan. He watched a lot of cricket over at Rottenstall. But there were no, you know, it wasn't as if my dad played. I think Joe said similar a, a few weeks ago. You know, there were no real cricketing links in his family. So I started at junior school and the guy that got me into it were a teacher at Law House called uh, Dave Sayers, who were a great bloke. And he obviously saw a bit of something in me, whether it were... PE lesson or whether it was playing at break time um, and he kind of nurtured me from there really because obviously there were a cricket club across the road but 
you know, I'd not really any idea. Do you just turn up? Do you have to ring up first? Or, um, yeah, so he kind of nurtured me along, really. And I actually went for a net at Bakeup first uh, because he were, he were from Bakeup. So I think just to kind of dip me toilet water, I think he took me over there just to, just to you know, get used to it and get a feel for it. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, I liked it. You know, I wanted to carry on playing. I was playing in school team. Um, and only with Brent Corner on Kid Roll Lane at my mum and dad. So the natural, you know, the natural thing to do were to have a walk round to our house and, you know, see if we could get a game round there. So, yeah. Angus, that's brilliant now. That's, you know, because I would have I convinced you to have been, you know, best mates with someone who was Stanley's friend or someone who'd been down for a long time. So how old would you have been then? I mean, it, and it's great from his teacher to encourage you and push you to play cricket. How old would you have been then when you went to Bake I think I'd have been, I'd have been about 10. Because I'm pretty sure I played it under 13 when I was 10. Right. So, right, brilliant. And, uh, so, Reg Wardle were coach. And right. Kevin Higgins, I don't know if Kevin and Reg did it at the same time, but Kevin were definitely around a couple, a couple of years later. But Reg were first first coach that I remember down there. And I think it, it was quite early, really, that, um, you know, he said to me, you're in the team. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm right. like, you know, I wasn't expecting to get a game so early. And it was under 13s. Um, right. In fact, it, I, I remember my first game because, like I said, I'd know, there were no cricketers in my family. So it was kind of, right, Dad, I'm playing. Uh, get down to Cockers like everyone used to. Get some gear. <laughs> The one thing you didn't forget to get me were a box. So my first game, <laughs> and it's pairs cricket, so obviously when you're out, you're not out, you just swap ends. But I was batting with Gav, Gav Shields, so I'll never forget this. I think it were at church, I might be wrong. But I've got it flush in knackered after a couple of balls. And it, it, it hurts enough when you've got a box on, doesn't it? Never mind when you haven't got a box on. I think uh, the next ball or a couple of next ball or a couple of balls later, Gav's called me through for a quick single. I couldn't see because there were like tears streaming down my face. I was in absolute agony. I couldn't walk, never, I couldn't talk, never mind run a single. And it, it, Gav <laughs> run me out. So that's how Mad and Gav's relationship started, really. And, well, he's got any <laughs> Can we just clarify that Gav ran you out? Gav ran me way out. Around. All right. Okay. Well, I couldn't run. That's not how he remembers it. Well. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> right, dude, dude, you've obviously got a bit of background around this. I think we could have a full podcast on the back of your first game, Agus, because you've come out with a few comments there. You've, you've been hitting the knackers, you've no box. You know, we've got to bring this up with Chris in future. Why on earth he's let his lad go at 11 or 12, 10 or 11 to go and play proper cricket with a proper cricket ball with no box? So you get hitting knackers, but you face the next ball, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're tears streaming. It's a, it's a long time ago now, Jesse. It's 27 years ago, so. But, uh, yeah, that, that's how I remember it. It must have been next ball or a couple of balls later, but I was in no fit state yeah. to run a single. And uh, no. So then, so we move on from that. You you know, like you said, you're, you're a young kid. The most amazing thing you've said in all that story is that Gav Shields calls you for a quick single. What the fuck's yeah. all that about? Well, you know what, Gav's like, single, right? Strike, didn't right. It, it was, was he similar shape than he is now? No, oh, right, a lot was, leaner. Yeah, a lot leaner. Yeah, I think, I think Gav's what three year older than me, four year older. So he'll have been about well, he'll have been right. thirteen. Under 13, really? Yeah. Is he that much older than you? 
Yeah, well, everybody thinks that Gav and Stanley and Dooch are all the same ages, mate. It's quite insulting to me, because... <laughs> one, one, I don't look at it, they do, but two, I'm not. <laughs> Gav's 41, Phil, how old are you? 37. There you go. There I, might you go nine. I might have even been nine. Yeah, I might, I might have even been nine, unless Gav were 14, yeah. playing it under 13s, I don't know, but... yeah. yeah. No, that's a, that that's a brilliant that, story. Yeah. And, that, and that's the first time you've met Gav, who, you know, it's fair to say we laugh and joke about it. And we always, you know, we take the piss. But it's, you know, he's been a lifelong friend for yourself and for a lot of us. And that's the first time you met him. Um, so how did you progress from there? What, you know, you, you clearly had a, an eye-opener in your first game. How did you progress? Where did you, uh, you know, did you play many more games that season? And what happened to seasons after? Can't remember much more, to be honest, Jez, up until under 15s, really. Um, right. You know, under 15s team at that time were made up a lot, uh, made up of a lot of lads from school. Um, you know, Chris, so Chris Astin had come along by then. Uh, Dave Enty were playing, Laurie Cryer, Chris Clare, uh, Mark Campbell, Chumpers, because most people, well, most people don't call yeah. them as. We'll get, we'll, we'll get on to Chumpers later. Yeah. Um, right, Sam Trickett were playing so yeah yeah, yeah my next yeah. memories really under under 15s um, and just, right. you know and I actually started out as a bowler um, thankfully I didn't carry that on <laughs> <laughs> so you're under 15 bowler. right so you're yeah, opening so, bowling under 15s yeah and I think probably you know after a while the, the batting took over really you know, if anybody's ever seen me bowl, I've got a strange... I bowl off wrong foot, for starters, so it's hard to generate any pace. No, I've got a strange action, so... I, th- I think I realised it was going to give me a bit bad back when I was older, to be honest. So I just started, you know... I thought, I'll be a batter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and you know, I remember, op- remember opening back in it under-15s. Uh, I, I played for the league team, under-15s. And got man at match actually in a game for the league team at Robinson one year. Uh, Johnny Clare and Keith Barker played in that team. Uh, so, yeah, just obviously, you know, come, come away from bowling for obvious reasons. They may want to work right and good at it and start opening batting, really. Just enjoy batting. You know, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, and you start getting some runs and you start, you know, developing and all that age group start developing. I mean, I wasn't aware, and obviously I'll bring Gary in because Joe Martin won't remember that. At all, but I, you know, I remember I, you know, I was aware that you're a little bit younger than the original Rugrats that, that were coming through. But it, I possibly don't um, appreciate that age group, that 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 generation, if you will, of people you've just mentioned there. You know, some I obviously know them all and and, and have been down the club with them all. Um, but it's almost like the forgotten, you know, five year generation there that that went on because um, there wasn't many from there who developed and came and. You know, develop yourself into senior cricket like you did. Is can you see any reason behind that? Can you know, was there a, a, a bit of a void in pushing the people through, or with the original Rugrats taking all the, the spaces? Um, but you're right, yeah. There are only me and Chris Astin who come through from that, really. You know, yeah. Chris don't play, Chris don't play anymore, which is a shame because he was a good player with Chris, and yeah, yeah, he's not yeah, played well. for he's not played for a long while. I think he the last player when he, he left Warhouse went to Reed. Uh, yeah. That's a good, good, it's a good few years back that now. Um, yeah. uh, to be honest, Jez, I think you look at how it's set up now, and you know we've got a fourth team now. Third team is is for 
you know, for kids, for juniors to, you know, to dip dip the toe in, dip the toe in water and get used to longer form again. It were there were a big jump back then from playing under 15s, which were what 20 overs on a Wednesday night, yeah. to all of a sudden, bang, you're playing 50 overs in third team with yeah. a bunch of old with a bunch of older lads. And I think that's where yeah. it were that, like you said, there were a void there really, and that's where. Yeah. That's where we lost a lot. We lost a lot of players because, like I said, there were there were a group yeah. of about seven or eight of us there who could all play. Obviously, yeah. some of us, and we were all keen, but there were only there were only two of us that come out of it really and played for yeah. you know for a decent amount of time. Yeah, uh, Gary, you'd have been around then, you know, senior cricket and seeing what were going on. Can you recall why that you know there's that five year gap where we didn't really get it? We've got these seven or eight. Original rugrats that have come through are all fighting for first team shops, and in the next five years we don't really get anyone through. No, I don't know. It were a, it's all a bit vague, isn't it? That um, yeah. I'd, I'd never really thought about it until you just highlighted it. Then really, yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, it's straight because I, I remember you. Are. I mean, Sam Trickett, what a character! Is he's, he's, he's Sam Sam still around? Does anyone know? He's, yeah, he's, he's done really well for him. Yeah, he's done really well in armies, Sam. Brilliant. No, that's good. Mm. That's good. We'll have to see him get this to him, so he's got a, a shout out. Because he was a proper character, weren't he? He was a real um, live wire, little wicketkeeper that was absolute bonkers. And yeah. he got in a bit of trouble, <laughs> but he's uh, good on him. Good on him. So then you've progressed through there. Um, Duke, you're Joe Martin. I know you, you probably weren't even born, Joe Martin, but anything you want to bring up before we move on to senior cricket? <laughs> when he, uh, he said his debut was 27 years ago, that was. The you know the year I was born. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my recollection of that time is um, limited, <laughs> to say the least. I, I, had, to, yeah, I had to, to double check fair, myself when I was saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a long I, time ago, that. I All guess right. my so I guess my question would have been when he went eventually went into the third eleven. I guess Jez would have been who yeah. would uh, who who would have been the captain at that stage because. I've got, I've genuinely got no idea what was I'm the setup sure like in the thirds and stuff like that. Well, I, I, like I said, I really struggled with going from playing 20 overs on a Wednesday night to, I can't remember, I'm pretty sure it was 50 overs in third team back then. And I, I struggled with that because I just, I find, feel, I do, I get a little bit bored feeling now. Uh, obviously, Joe will probably have a little smirk at that. But uh, back then, when I, when I was younger, I just find it absolutely tedious. Uh, I, I just I couldn't be doing with it at all. Batting, I loved it, but fielding side of it, I just I couldn't be doing with it. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Phil Astin went captain. Right, okay. Um, obviously Phil very sadly not weirs anymore. Great bloke and um, you know he was great with young lads who, who I remember him being great with young lads coming through at the time. So you know I think me and Chris will have got into third team round round about the same time. Chris Astin uh, and I'm pretty sure Phil went captain. But I'll be honest with you, I can't remember a lot playing a lot of third team cricket. I don't think I did, to be honest. I think I played a few games because, to be honest, back then, what, 2000, you know, around about 2000, 2001, we didn't have a lot of players, did we? You know, we didn't have the amount of juniors coming through. So pretty quickly into second team. One thing I do remember about playing for third team, and uh, we played at Aki. This is probably my only memory of playing in third team, so I couldn't have got any runs. But um, we played it. We played it Aki. We were off for a rain break, or uh, it rather into. And Phil Astin's phone rang, and back in the day when not many people had mobiles, really, it was his work mobile. So Phil Astin's phone rang, 
Phil's at one end of the dressing room. Gab Shields is sat next to his phone. So straight away, Gab picks it up and answers, hello, Phil Astin's phone father. So straight away, straight away, Phil shoots across room, grabs it off him. And it, it weren't a personal call. It were a, it were a, a client who were calling. Uh, obviously about, about, about a contract or an order. Phil hit the roof. He went absolutely berserk. <laughs> so that's that, that's one thing that I do remember. That, that stuck in my mind. Yeah, uh, Phil Astin's form pal. It, it didn't go down well with Phil. Uh, <laughs> typical, typical Gav. But yeah, like I said, Sorry, Joe. Yes, Gav, Gav's name's cropping up a hell of a lot in these uh, in these episodes. <laughs> we are going to have to we're going to have to strong arm him to come in on, aren't we? Because he's probably the yeah. most mentioned person who's not been on yet. He needs a right to reply, doesn't he? Yeah. He does yeah. definitely. Even if it's just no comment, we should get him on. <laughs> um, Jez, this might be for a different podcast, but what 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 was the what was the kind of situation where Phil started to drop down into the seconds and captain the thirds and stuff like that? Um, it was around, I mean, I haven't got any notes around it now, but from memory, uh, and, you know, Gary might be able to, to assist a little bit, it was around the Cameron year, and, you know, when we we were getting very much into the, uh, we train hard, we practice a lot, Phil was, I have no idea how old he would have been then, um, Phil be, you know, if he was still alive, he'd probably 10 years older than me, I bet, you know, he was older than Stan. Um, oh, really? He, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. It was. Uh, I think it was. I mean, it'd be on the on the on the Lanks League website. Right, in nineteen fifty four, he was born. Right. Okay. Yeah. So he's. Yeah. So he's. He's a lot. You know. He's twenty. Twenty five years older. Um, Lies. Twenty five minutes. <laughs> I thought. Jez's matters right there. <laughs> um, no. So he's. He is. He's nine years older than me. Or, you know, he would be nine years older than me if he was still with us. But it got to the, Phil was fantastic in the way that, you know, he played his cricket uh, and was a fantastic cricketer. But when he started to deteriorate in his fielding, you know, and he wasn't batting in the top five or so, he was more than happy to go and play in the second. It was never a difficult conversation. Uh, and he was obviously still a great player. And then as Agas has alluded to there, he would play in the thirds if they were short initially. And then... I think for at least a season, if not a couple of seasons, I guess he captained the thirds. He'd fill, and mm. yeah, and he'd always got a big car. He was, you know, he did good company, a sales rep, and he'd have a decent vehicle so he could run people around. You know, he, he did so much for the club uh, back in that time. Did Phil, and you know, contributed to you know the first team and the rest of senior cricket. I didn't quite realise how long he. And I'm sorry, I guess this is this is bad, but I, um, I didn't quite realise how long he played, Jez. Because I, I didn't think yeah. he, I didn't think he was that old. I didn't think he yeah. was that old. But you know, he had done, he had a twenty-year-plus career. Yeah. Um, and then, and he, and he played well into the two thousands. I can remember him playing into the two thousands yeah. and captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we look at it, you know, we've got a fantastic stalwart of the club, done all this for the club, and little Gav Shields takes the piss out of him, who's done jack <laughs> shit to more team come on podcast. I know. <laughs> He did, uh, you know, he did. He did used to get a bit stressed at times. Did Phil, but looking back, you know, yeah, totally understand, totally understandable. You know, he just had a bunch of young, yeah. painted asses in yeah. team, and uh, yeah. you know, I, I know from captaining seconds a few years ago, and you've got all these 18, 19 year old empty heads in team. 
Because they drive you up wall. Absolutely drive you up wall. They're yeah. great lads, but they drive you mad. <laughs> yeah, full of testosterone, full, full of last night's beer, think they know everything. Yeah, it's just a typical Dex Stansfield, isn't it? That's what you were all like. And we've all been there. Yeah. We've all been there. So it's uh, so you've you know, I mean that's a good story with uh, with Gavin. Let's see if he if he wants to come back and uh, Either dispute it or you know, or accept that that's what he's did. That's what he's done, and I think you've done yourself down a little bit, Agus. You know, you said I didn't play in the thirds much, and I got in the seconds. You know, I remember you get runs in the thirds. You were getting as you were maturing. You know, you were getting taller. As I remember, and you were opening the batting. You were playing straight. You're you know very correct cricketer. So you were getting runs. So then you get in the second team. Uh, what would you be in then? Sixteen-ish. So I probably played in seconds. I'd say. Probably got in, probably two, definitely 2000, probably yeah. the year before, 99, I'd say. Probably about 15. Yeah. Probably played yeah, a few probably. games and over 15. Uh, made my debut under Chez, which were an, definitely an experience. I think it were at East Lanks, and the reason I remember it is I was fielding at mid on. So, bearing in mind, this is my first, uh, first game at second team. Knew very little of Chez. He knew my dad well, but I knew very little of him personally. So I'm fielding at mid-on. The ball, ball's come to me at mid-on, and I've just done what, what you do. I've picked it up, you know, pretended to shine it on my pants and thrown it back to the bowler. All of a sudden, Shez is at first slip. He's absolutely erupted. <laughs> and I'm stood there thinking, what is his problem? What's he on about? So I didn't know. The, the big thing at the time, and this is like <laughs> in international cricket, this is an in, international cricket, but Shez has decided to adopt this approach in second team. Is that where no matter where the ball goes, it always goes back into the keeper. But I, I didn't know this. Nobody had explained this to me. If it had cropped up in uh, in Chez's um, talk before the game, I obviously must not have been listening. But I'm pretty sure I didn't hear it. And he's just he's absolutely bollocked me for not throwing the ball back to the keeper from mid on in a second team <laughs> game at East Lanks. So yeah, a bit of a baptism of fire really, but. Yeah, once again, she, you know, she has what, what a character. You know, obviously yeah. good player as well. Yeah. But there's yeah. a bit of a running joke about Shez, which I never heard him say personally, but I've always found funny, is that no matter where we were playing away, so whether it were Burnley, Todmorden, Cole, Ramsbottom, Shez always wanted to stop off on way home at Staff of Life and have a pint. So, <laughs> have you heard that one, Dooch? Yeah, yeah, it were, it were a long-running joke. Yeah. It's life it's always, them, like you say, regardless of where we were, where we were played. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, great, great character shares. Like you, uh, along with third team, I can't, I can't really remember much of them early third team games. Um, but I don't think I opened batting. I think I was coming in down in, in middle order, and then um, probably season after two thousand and one, um, started opening batting for for whatever reason. You know, people might have been playing it first team who normally opened or. You know, couldn't play for injury or whatever. Um, and that's when I remember starting to get, you know, get a couple of scores. And when I say scores, you know, at, I were at that age where I classed the score as, you know, a 20 or a 30. You know, I weren't thinking of 50s and 60s of scores in seconds. And I think basically I, I, I got a 28 and a 33. One of them were at Nelson. Uh, and then on the back of that, I would pick for the first thing. So completely different world to nowadays where... You know, these young lads are going into the first team with, you know, a couple of seasons in second team under the belt. And, you know, Joe will know all about that. Uh, 
you know, Johnny Whitehead, Matt Walkers, you know, they're going in there with some proper cricket, some proper experience and uh, runs and wickets on their belts. Yeah, like 33 and a 28 and uh, picked the first team up back of that, so... Brilliant. I mean, how, how old were you then? Uh, 17, Doug. So, I'd never had a 50. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure I never got one in thirds and I definitely didn't have one in seconds leading up to being picked at first. Because I remember my first 15 seconds and it were after I played for the first team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was co- completely different world back then. But, it, you know, it needs must. You know, if somebody showed a bit of promise and you know, I suppose you had to get them in there and see what they were, see what they were, see what they were made of, really, and whether you felt it was too soon or not. Yeah. And I mean, and you're saying that about, you know, the, the current crop or we could, we, could, we could maybe refer to them as the last decade of players. You know, as, as we speak to them, yeah, they've had some big scores, you know, and the the way the coaching's gone and the training and, and the discipline around it all. But, you know, the, the good players don't play, you know, 10 years in the second team and then get in the first team anymore, you know. So you've played there for a couple of seasons and then you've uh, managed to get in. Sorry, I, I missed. What year would it have been then when you were you were 17 and you made your debut? 2001, that, yes. Remember, Dave? Yeah. So nobody look at scorecards. In fact, I don't think it says on the scorecard because I've looked at it before, but I don't think anybody will guess who was captain when I made my first team debut. Uh, 2001? 2001. Yeah. So it should have been, I think it should have been Matt. I think Nicky did yeah, 2000 yeah. and Matt, Matt took it over in 2001. So you're obviously saying Matt wasn't the captain. Um, Chippy? No. I'm just trying to think who would have been Matt's vice. Rock, maybe? I played because there were a few missing. All right. Uh, when, I, when I tell you who's captain, you'll think how many were missing. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, tell us. Frank, Frank Edswistle. Wow. All right. Yeah. yeah, so Frank the captain. I've got a few devices going on here. Joe Martin, can you get that scorecard up? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we missed that on Frank's podcast, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, you never, yeah. never mentioned that. So that was against Richtenaggers. Mm. Yeah. May. Yeah, me, me. Uh, so our team was Nicky Hope, Swifty, John Kent. Nicky played. Yeah. Frank captain. Probably didn't want to do it, I guess. Blaze, Dave Worley, Frank, Proc, you, Dave Kraprinski. Kraprinski. Very difficult to say. Mike, Mike Sheridan, and um, Paul Stanny. Shez. Young, young right. Shez. Young Shez. Young Shez. You were against Rishton, weren't it, Joe? Yeah. Uh, I remember Richton had a really good side. Peter Sleeper playing, weren't he? Yeah, captain. Because Peter Sleep gave me absolute dog's abuse. <laughs> Honestly, it was horrible. So I, I come in at, I think, seven or eight. And obviously, Richton lads were thinking, right, you know, we'll wrap this up soon enough and get in bar and get off home. And Peter Sleeper at short leg, they had a, a spinner bowling for him. I can't remember his name. Peter Sleeper at short leg. And he was, honestly, I was scared. This, like big Australian bloke. So I, I was there 17 and he's, he's effing and blinding at me. Get out, you little shit. I'm ready to go home and all this and effing this and effing that. I'm thinking, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think you've never, never experienced anything like it. I thought it were, yeah, once again, that was a real baptism of fire. Mm.